this mm-hmm. some fun. What's up, guys? Welcome to BitCast episode 68 for the week of February 17th, 2019. I'm your host, Jake Martin. And in the studio this week, we have the movie maestro himself, Zach Flowers. Maestro is a, you know, interesting word to use, but, you know, enthusiast. We'll go with that one. But yeah, I'm here. Listen, there's nobody else in Chattanooga that knows more about film than you. I highly doubt that, but you know, I appreciate it regardless. There's like there's like some film critic out there that's pissed right now, like son of a Whoever, whoever's the guy that's for like the Times Free Press that reviews movies. He's yeah. like uh, you guys are no. dumb. You guys are dumb dummies. So uh thanks so much for tuning in. Uh today we'll be discussing the ninety first Academy Awards mm-hmm. or the Oscars, as you may know it. A few housekeeping notes. Make sure to leave reviews or write in to us or check out our weekly newsletter that is going out every Tuesday. Keeping you up to date with all the happenings. Actually, I think last week or the week before was talking about the Oscar noms. Mm. Just like what was announced, you know. Mm. So if you're a hip dad that doesn't have time to play video games or just keep up with pop culture, hey, that hey. News, that newsletter is pretty cool. Sweet. It does a good it does a good thing for you guys. <laughs> Drink of the show today is water because um hydration. Yeah, hydration. Yeah. And you gotta sound good on these mics. Don't want y'all hear real good. Don't want y'all hearing that. You know what I'm talking about? So anyways, like I said, we're talking about the Oscars today. Before we jump into that, um, just want to disclaim that we are going to be talking about spoilers for majority of all these. Yeah. So we're going to go full into it. Yeah. So if you haven't watched these yet, and I think the Oscars, I forget what date they actually are airing. It's Sunday. Sunday this yeah. week. 20... 20... Today's Monday. It's, 20... it's the 24th. 24th. Yeah, that sounds right. Huh? So if you are listening and you have not watched some of these and plan to, I would bow out now and then come back after you've watched so you'll enjoy this a bit more. But if you just like film and like hearing Zach and I talk about stuff, then you're in the right place. It's 24th. Jumping into the show right after this. Oh, there we are. And we're back. Normally we're back. It, it automatically transitions, but I guess it's turned off for right now. Man, technology. It lets you down sometimes. It <laughs> really does. I'll tell you what. So anyways, uh, so Zach, you mm. you and I have done this. Is this our second year now doing this? This is year three. This is year three. Yeah. I can't even, man, I need to go back and listen to year one. And see I'm how, trying to remember what year one was. See like, how dumb we sounded. Uh, no, that was uh, uh, La La Land and Moonlight. and oh, That was a good year, yeah, actually. That was a fun year for movies. And then last year... Hell or, Hell or High Water. That was a good year. That, that, was, that was a that fun was a, year. That was a long year. That was like 10 noms that year. Yeah, and then last year was nine. Mm-hmm. This year was eight. Or eight. It's getting more and more... Who won last year? <laughs> I, sh- I, feel like I don't I even know what's... Guys, if you're in the if you're in the comments section of this, let us know. Oh, We're not going to get your answer until after this is produced no, and put up tomorrow. But I could look back at the list. You keep you keep doing your injury. I'll I'll remember it here in a second. You Just think about it. But today we're talking about the Oscars or Academy Awards for 2019, the 91st Academy Awards show. The this year's nomination nominations were Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite. Spelled in the European way, or however you favorite. favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. So we're gonna be going through each of these, just movie by movie, talking about the directors, the cast in them, and what we thought of them. Any strong points from each, um, and then at the very end of the show, we will try to predict what we think will win. I've also included 
the critic score for all of these from, from Rotten Toms. Oh, good old Rotten Tom. Rotten Tom. So we know how critics feel about it, but will that net them a W in the actual award show? Just so you know, I'm totally looking up <laughs> one of the best. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I, don't, I don't need it. It's um, uh, 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 Shape of Water. Shape of Water. I remember being a little confused. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Shape I, of Water. It's, I think you and I both were like, I'm surprised they won. Good we good for those guys. Yeah, I, I don't think either of us... I don't think either of us was our favorite. Yeah. But, you know. Cool movie. You know, I love Guillermo del Toro. He's a cool guy. Um, yeah. But that movie was a little bit odd, for, for me at least. Yeah, that's fair. But you know what wasn't odd? The Black Panther. Black Panther. Or just Black Panther in general. It was just great. It feels like... <laughs> It, I feel like this movie came out so long it ago. Did. It, it did. It was um, early 2018. I feel like March or April, maybe, maybe late April. I don't even know. It might have been May. The only reason I know that is because um, my my seniors were doing like their like yearly superlatives for like pop culture stuff, and it was like we were taking votes in like March or something like that. Oh, okay. And it was like best movie of the year, and they were all like Black Panther. And I was like, it hasn't even come out. How do you know? How do you know it's gonna be the? Which I mean, to be fair. For their senior year, it's a pretty cool movie. It was, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very rare to have a best picture nominated movie last that long. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it's usually, I mean, just historically speaking, you're talking November, December, January is the crunch for them. Oh yeah. Because if you think about is, it, that's when people want to stay inside and watch movies, which makes sense. Um, but. Not only is this, you know, it's your first superhero we is it? Yeah. It's definitely Marvel. I mean it's Oh yeah. I mean it's definitely full the first, on superhero. first Marvel. I mean Star Wars probably was up for something at some point, but sound design. Sometimes <laughs> sound design or like special effects. Art direction, special effects. Never best picture though. Mm-hmm. And so did you do you remember I think it was last year they when they were talking about this this award show, they were trying to add a popular category yeah award or yes or i forget the actual what they called it it's like fan favorite award or like some sort of yeah yeah, yeah but looking at more of the what, what movies done well our blockbusters yeah. how can we get them involved yeah what do people actually like to watch or what was like the people's choice favorite which to be fair they picked a good one they did and i i think well I, and i think i think in general that was a good idea but they they didn't like it people shut it down They're like no that's not what the awards is about it's about filmmaking and stuff like that it's not Correct. to Correct. we're not trying to appease a, a broader audience like we want to make sure this is about film and stuff like that so that being said it was really interesting to see and i'm really happy to see black panther in best yeah. picture noms i think like what going off what you were saying I, i'm almost certain this is probably one of the first big budget blockbuster like superhero film films ever to be nominated for best picture. Yeah, superhero wise. I'm I'm thinking probably the outside of that, big budget wise. The only thing else I can think that really can even compare is maybe like a Lord of the Rings, like when Return of the Kings yeah. hit and that was like took all the awards, which had to have been. And it, I, but even then that's such a different it, Oh yeah, because it wasn't like superheroes. Yeah, when you th- yeah unfortunately superhero movies for the longest time have had that stigma of being like childish or not necessarily not critic worthy of awards yeah. and yeah and this but here definitely, we are here we are and rightfully deserved rightfully yeah absolutely so i mean brad uh let's see ryan coogler who previously to this probably you've heard of creed or creed 2 or fruitvale station both, both featuring michael b jordan 
and I mean, man, this one so Both excellent. <laughs> yeah, golly, was Fruitvale up for? Yeah, I, I believe Fruitvale won or was a, a nominated for something. Was, uh, yeah, but nonetheless, I watched Fruitvale in Berkeley, California. So like, oh dang, just two R- exits right up or three exits up from the Fruitvale station on the, on the BART and like. People were like sobbing in the movie theater because like, it was still so fresh for them. Oh yeah. Anyways, but that's not what we're talking about. Right? We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about Ryan. Ryan Coogler doing a great job yes. of using Michael B. Jordan, and really, I mean, just this year, 2018 as a whole was, I think, from was it 2017 that was the Oscars so white, or was that the previous year? Uh, it was the yeah 2017, I think. Okay. Because then last year, that's when you got um. Daniel Kaluuya, um, Jordan Peele, yeah, um, with Get okay. Out, that kind of, and Octavia Spencer. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, so I think this is a this is a continuing trend and just showing like there's a lot of talented different directors and mm-hmm. cast members that mm-hmm. can create memorable stories, even not in, just white people, <laughs> even in a superhero film, and yeah, it, that just kind of brings it to a whole new level of like you have all these talented African American people in this as well as directed by someone who's African-American and they're just bringing it full circle. Oh, yeah. And and I think the great thing about it was that it wasn't... I feel like part of the problem that you've gotten with a good chunk of the Marvel movies in the middle is that they all kind of fo- followed a similar kind of structure to it. Yep. Um, here's your ordinary person, and now they're a superhero, and now there's this random supervillain that they have to go and like meet. Yeah. To an extent, it kind of falls out, but it's like it's already established. Like it's we're we're sitting in the middle of this, and yeah, Wakanda already exists. Wakanda exists, and it's been hidden away. But I mean, like it was so so fresh and so new that you were like, "Whoa, this is actually like I'm intrigued by this. Like this is yeah. this is fun. This is like this is entertaining." But at the same time, like it's so focused on you know this secluded culture and how these was it five tribes, yeah. All kind of interacted, but then I was gonna say that that's probably one of the biggest strengths of this movie was like the world building that they set up. Oh yeah, from the start, like mm-hmm. okay, so we have this story of Michael B. Jordan growing up and his dad being killed by somebody from Wakanda. Fast forward, boom, here we are in Wakanda now. We know what this side of the place looks mm-hmm. like, and there's all these different tribes in there. Seeing how that they, seeing how like structure or society is set up over there, and how everything is kind of in order and peaceful. And then as soon as you enter in the world, the United States or whatever you want to yeah. project that at, it kind of all goes south and things yeah. start falling apart. But yeah, I mean, just a just a really, I had like like Lion King vibes almost from oh, this definitely, sort of definitely. like you know, definitely you know, some guy comes in, kicks him out, he gets banished or outcast. Everyone thinks he's dead. You know, and then comes back to uh-huh. reclaim the throne and has this little like dream vision with his father. Yeah. It's very, you know, yeah. Mufasa, you yeah. know, Rafiki. You know, that I'm thinking about that really is like <laughs> it, it no, there are parallels, but you know what? It's so good. <laughs> it was great. And I didn't even realize that till right now, but oh man. Yeah. So I yeah, I mean, I love Lion King and I love this movie. And I'm really excited for the new Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it's gonna be great. <sighs> I'm excited they're adding some new songs too. That'll be fun. Aladdin, we'll see about that one. I don't mm. know about yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, but I mean, Chadwick Boseman. I don't know if if we had. I don't. I, I don't. I didn't do a quick study up on his filmography. Like forty two was kind of his his 
Okay. I don't want to say big breakthrough, but as far as what kind of put him on national stage, on he, map, after that, he did Get On Up, um, which was, um, why am I blanking on the guy's name? Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, yeah. It's he fine. did Get On Up, um, and that kind of kept him, kind of kept him on mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, really this entire cast, I don't know if it's like, it's just really cool because after you see them in Get, in like, I remember when I saw Get Out, I mm-hmm. saw Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya showing up a mm-hmm. ton. Oh yeah, um, Lupita Nyong'o is also in like a million things. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I pronounced her name wrong. No, that's pretty Nyong'o. close yeah. enough. Nyong'o. Yeah, um, Michael B. Jordan. I mean, all these people you see so much, and then just well, Sterling K. Brown, Sterling K. Brown for all of two minutes. Yeah, but hey, he was there. <laughs> but he was there. He was there, and all, this is us, right? Is that who that is? Uh huh. Okay. And he also was. I, I like the uh, my, uh, Chadwick Boseman when he hosted SNL. Uh, joked about the fact he's like, yeah, Sterling K. Brown got a host like two weeks ago, and he was out of the movie in the first five minutes. <laughs> I don't know how that works out, but this is us, I guess. That's a big, that's a big. Yeah, I guess. Up. I don't know. But um, ninety-seven percent by critics. Yeah, which I should have looked this up, but that is incredibly high again for a superhero. I'd be interested film. to see what um. Iron Man. Infi- no, Infinity War. Ooh. Infinity War. Which, did, did you know, you're talking about what? There was three, four months in between the two? Yeah. Marvel's- Which, I mean, you're talking about like, man, here's this great character that, you know, you know, the Black Panther, stuff like that, and then the snap, and you're like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> They're all dead. Cool. All dead. Nice setup. But are they, though? I guess we'll find out in Endgame. Oh, baby. <laughs> so, I mean, overall... I'm super impressed by Black Panther and hope yeah. to, hope to see it at least get some awards. I know I'm sure it will. Um, and I, 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 like I said at the very end, we'll try to pick our decisions for mm-hmm. what's actually going to mm-hmm. win. But mm-hmm. not sure how that one's going to land yet. We shall we'll see. see. We shall see. But we'll see. nonetheless, Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman also mm-hmm. little toss ins for uh, for that movie. Well, I love Martin Freeman. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's great. So small. <laughs> Um, up next, uh, Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you would even pronounce that word because it is like all one black. word. Yeah, Black but Klansman. But it's Black Klansman. Yeah. Directed by Spike Lee, mm-hmm. whom you made. You probably have, everyone's probably heard of Spike Lee at this point. Um, he's Hopefully, famous for a lot of things um, like School Days, Do the Right Thing, Malcolm X. He's also helped direct the stories on like NBA Two K and a couple other things as well. He's got his he's, not his best work. No, I, I played through no. it. It was. Yeah, it was okay. He's got his hands in a couple of really cool things, though, um, and he's been known to 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 bring some some gold to us every now mm. and then. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Black Klansman. I yes. will say. So, if you guys didn't know, Black Klansman, I guess, is uh, a true story, sort of crazily enough. Yeah, um, about a guy named, uh, gosh, what's is it, Ron? Yeah, Ron mm-hmm. Stallworth, who is an African American policeman yeah. in. Colorado, Colorado that was essentially he wanted to be a cop his whole life and he got assigned to just do normal stuff in the cop precincts but then essentially said hey I want to do more and be a detective and took on the KKK yeah. <laughs> found an advertisement in the paper made a phone call uh, made him made uh, him sound white I yeah. guess and and got in all the way up to David Duke who was the the head of I forget what his he title was, was. He was the grand the grand wizard of the KKK. Gosh, man. And Topher Grace plays the Grand Duke, which I thought was funny. <laughs> it was it um, was he 
played it quite well. What's nuts though is like, so this movie was set up as a comedy for the most part, right? Yeah. You oh know? yeah. I mean, everything you see from the previous stuff like that. I mean, you can tell yeah. action, comedy. It's a, oh it's, gosh, it's a fun story. It's a fun story. It's it's a you know it's oh yeah that's a true story. But man, look at this. A black guy got him with the KKK. And, yeah. You know, well, and I didn't honestly, I didn't know it was a true story until the end when they they mm-hmm. like kind of told yeah, us the story yeah, yeah, yeah. of these people and showed pictures, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like I didn't that that was a real thing that yeah. happened. Yeah. And that was, I mean, you're, you're set up, and, and it was great. I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I mean, there were a lot of definitely very tense moments, like when he's like hiding in the rafters in the in the church, and and I guess when uh, they're having the little like banquet hall after uh, oh, Adam Driver is basically like, I don't know, in, inducted into the KKK, whatever the process oh. of him actually joining. And <laughs> and then like, you know, like they're talking to him and he's not responding. And then, you know, he hears, uh, David Duke hears Ron talk and then all of a sudden he's like, oh wait. He, he might make a connection. Wait a minute. Sort of. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was intense and it was, it, it didn't pull any punches, but at the same time, like you go through the entire movie, you're like, this is super intense. This is like a crazy undercover cop story. Like, how are they going to pull this off? And but at the same time, it's like there's so much levity in it, and there's so mm-hmm. many like jokes, and the whole situation in and of itself is kind of comical because you're talking about like a black dude getting with the KKK, and that in and of itself is really funny. Yeah. Um, and then Spike Lee goes and is like, "Oh, you had a good laugh." Okay, here's Charlottesville, and let me remind you what all this stuff does, and let's look at this, and we'll look at what stuff you know comments our president's been saying. Like, yeah. and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, oh God, we've learned nothing. <laughs> I was, I was just happily just pretending like this doesn't, this wasn't existing, and now I'm like, okay, which yep. I mean, I, I think we'll, I mean, we'll get into this, but I, th- I think Green Book kind of does a little bit too, yeah, in a much happier ending way, but. Um, a nuanced way, yeah. Yeah, this is very much like, yeah, you've enjoyed this last two hours of your time where, you know, oh, yeah, it's a funny story. Cool story. Cool story. It, it works out in the end. Everything works out in the end, and but, you know. It still is a present and mm-hmm. serious problem oh, yeah. in the United States. So that was, I mean, perfect, I think a perfect setup and, and like, just contrast right at the very end. Because, yeah, I mean, movie ends, it's playing good music, and then it, the sound cuts off. Well, they they do that. The they're at the table, right? And they hear the noise, and they go and they stand up, and they and it like zooms out, and there's the the cross that's burning like way off on the hill, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, just kind of like flash forwarding to modern day, and you're yep. like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Sometimes I come to the movies to escape, <laughs> and then the world finds me at the movies. And then I remember, and like, yeah, okay, like, yeah. This is, yeah. I tried to. <sighs> I, I guess the KKK and Nazis are still a thing today. Oh, yeah. oh great, good, awesome. Um, but I mean, across the board, um, I actually had never seen John David Washington before. So I the either. guy that plays yeah. Ron Stallworth, mm-hmm. he's, and again, I should have done back research on all these these actors, but um, I thought he did a great job. He was, he played the role perfectly of just being this like cheery, wanted I want to do good you know, police officer, but at the same time also like I care about, you know, the mm-hmm. problems that we have in America mm-hmm. right now and I'm gonna try and fix them. Well, and, he, and he kept pushing it too. Like yeah. it was just like, you know, the cops being like, Yeah, don't go after this, don't go yeah, after don't this. Don't do like, it. No, nah, like, I'm gonna go after I'm gonna, it. Like, I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. And and I think the thing I really enjoyed about the movie too is that the pace was so well done. 
it wasn't like you were sitting in, you know, him having to sit through like 20 minutes of, you know, actually doing other random police work and stuff like that. Right. It was literally like, he gets on the desk, he opens the newspaper, which, you know, typically you're thinking like, okay, we're going to get into like, I don't know, some sort of like stalled out thing. That's like, he's going to talk to his friends okay, or whatever. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm looking to join the KKK. Like, yeah. Hey, this is Ron Stallworth. Ron Stallworth. Yeah. And like, so it's just, it's just funny because like, I don't know, the, the, the pacing of it was so well done. Like I was never like bored. I never thought it dragged at any point. Um, yeah. And then it hits like a bag of bricks at the end, but that's, that's well I mean, done. That's cinema, baby. Oh yeah. I mean, it was very well acted by, um, Remember the name again? I'll Sorry, in front of me. It is uh, John David. John David Washington. Washington. Um, Adam, him and Adam Driver. Flip Zimmerman, classic name. Laura Harrier as Patrice mm-hmm. and Topher Grace as David Duke. And uh, honestly, I think was Patrice like the crazy? No, Patrice no, was that. Patrice was his. That okay? I will, yes, I know you're talking was about. Was his love interest the crazy white? The white. Like, yes. Of the of the clan men that was like. Where they were meeting in the house and whatnot. Yes, she was crazy. <laughs> well, I mean that honestly, those those scenes were were so well done as well. But because you're not that like I don't think Spike Lee was ever. I think it was all comical and especially like when you were seeing the KKK meet, like just kind of how dumb they were, or, like just like the, some of the things that they would do. Yeah. But they he he also like was able to evoke some sense of humanity from some of these people, like mm-hmm. the guy that um he initially befriends that he talks to on the phone like you you yeah, kind of like him cuz he is like at least nice and he's nice but he's not questioning of of what's his name right cuz the other guy's like yeah are you a jew are you a jew like you know yeah. like going on all of this i mean yeah. a lot more offensively than just are you a jew but yeah. going in on all that and but it's it's the other guy's like man come on like yeah, Leave he's him cool. Like, he's good. He's like, cool. He and, hates everyone like us. Yeah. Yeah. And then like it, it's it was the little quips like that to where you're like, oh, I kind of like. This. Oh wait, he's a Klansman. Yeah. Oh wait, no, yeah. I don't. No, I don't like this guy. Yeah, but you, he, he at least gave them some humanity. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, these are people. Yeah. And they live they live in a home just like everybody else. Um. So you kind of realize like how that stuff can even still exist. Yeah. And and again, I think it was done so well that you know you you go through this entire movie. To where it's like, oh, we're talking about the seventies, and like, you know, like, and and then we progressed. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we don't have to deal with that today. Oh, we don't have you know, you know, cross burnings, and you know, it's fine. And and the and, the, and yeah, people running around in hoods and stuff like that. And then you're like, oh yeah, because they're not in hoods; they're with tiki torches and you know, white polos in the middle of yeah. UVA's campus. But <sighs> well, if anything. It's lasting. I think it's been something <laughs> that's been long dormant. And mm-hmm. I think it's just, this is a good reminder of like, hey, this stuff still pretty much mm-hmm. exists in a lot of places. So just don't forget yeah. about that. Yeah. Just, just don't overlook it because that's how a lot of evil gets done. Is if people, yeah. Good people just don't want to bother themselves with this kind of stuff. So that was perfect in how this yeah. movie was set up. Yeah. So overall though, I mean, yeah, I would say this this movie, you know, up there out of this list, at least in terms of ones that I really enjoyed to watch. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that we're still having these kind of like memories and flashbacks, I mean, yeah, vivid, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that. That's <sighs> what I remember from that movie. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, it, it speaks to the lasting effect of the movie. And again, this is one that came out in 
it, it wasn't quite November, I don't think. I think it was September, October, somewhere and in it there. It didn't have a big drop. Like I don't Mm-mm. really remember that movie making a lot of waves. No, I mean, I mean, I I can remember. I remember, you know, kind of when it initially came out, and like people being like, "Yeah, this is a really good movie." You know, what's the critic score? Ninety five. Yeah. Or ninety. Yeah, ninety five. So I mean, it's it's right up there. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't remember it being every like. Oh my gosh! Did you go see Black Klansman? Like people were yeah. like, "Oh my gosh! Did you go see Black Panther?" Like everybody went and saw Black Panther. Yeah, really. Out of this list, the two that were the most popular, at least, were A Star Is Born uh-huh. and the Black Panther. Uh-huh. Black Panther. Yeah. The other ones were where I would say reasonably like kind of low key. Yeah, they weren't as yeah. big of a deal. No, I agree with that. Or if like in previous, previous Vice years. is a little. I, I maybe put Vice in that just because Vice was promoted so much over the last. Oh, the Dual Shock. The Dual Shock is disconnected. That's okay, Zach. It's okay, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> like, like Vice was pretty, you know, heavily, but even that, like, didn't have. I think it's as much kind of Vice had some punch because of the people that are playing in it. Yes, people know Christian Bale and like. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, Black Klansman. If you guys haven't seen that, check it out. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one I just recently watched, so it's very fresh in my mind. But Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, I'm here. 61 by credits, critics. Yeah. Directed by Brian Singer, who what? pretty much X-Men. Yeah. That's and, pretty you know, much all he's done. There's, I think that right there yep. is probably why this is not going to win because yeah. the Academy probably doesn't want to give the award to Brian Singer. Well, and you can see a lot of the pitfalls. You can you can just see a lot of like how... how and, and Brian Singer is a very talented director. I don't want to discredit mm-hmm. him at all, but you can kind of see some of the same formula being put into this and you're like okay i kind of see the storytelling you're kind of going through here and i get it yeah i get it uh but rami malik um, fantastic very high chance that he'll win for actor just because of i mean it's probably between him and christian bale i would assume yeah gosh i just hope we don't we don't reward people for method acting and being that crazy about putting on weight and losing but we weight always and changing their bodies it's we always so actually unhealthy. no wasn't this the, this was the first time that he did he did a fat suit he did a fat suit this we'll time? get there but i think this is i think he oh, finally said like no i'm not doing this to my body. i'm gonna die yeah yeah probably for the best um, yeah but um so bohemian rhapsody uh i'm a big fan of queen and by by big fan i think i'm more very just interested in the story of freddie mercury and impressed by who he was and what mm. he was, yeah, and how talented he was. Um, because you, I mean, like, I remember I went through a kick a long time ago where I would just watch old performances of him and just see how, like, mm-hmm. effort, like, effortlessly he would sing. And I'm like, man, how does he do that, dude? That's just insane. It's, it really is. Like, so from a pure, like, musical standpoint, I just totally respect him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting this backstory is just really fun, getting to see kind of how the band was built and. Yeah, the stuff they had to go through, but I think this movie, unfortunately, was a little bit damaged by the biopic that Sasha Baron Cohen was supposedly supposed to be doing on him. Hmm. He was set to play Freddie Mercury before this was even, yeah. I think, in the works, and he was much more interested in telling the story of Freddie and showing more of a darker side of like this is kind of who he was. Like the whole party side lifestyle, right? How crazy he was, and all these big things that he would throw and stuff he would just do. He wanted to tell that story, and this one was a much more knowing what he wanted to do Mm -hmm. compared to this was a much more watered down experience of just like it's Queen, it's Queen, and And here's yes, there's some craziness, but it's Queen. You guys know their songs; they're cool. Yeah, 
Um, huh. And I think most, I mean, is he still making that or is no, he, no, okay. it got shut down because they didn't want to do it. Queen didn't want to showcase any of that okay. stuff. They wanted to just because they're still touring and doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. like, we don't want to damage any part of the of the band. And they had to like licensing was like super expensive for like a lot of the songs that he yeah. wanted to use. So just he's like, no, I'm done. I'm out. So interesting. I'd be really curious to see what that was gonna be like. Yeah, but we still got this movie. We did, and it was fun. It really was. I would say it's a fun movie. Um, I think Rami like perfectly embodied Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. You know, the teeth kind of weirded me out a little bit because, um, like, if you look at pictures of Freddie Mercury, it wasn't really that pronounced. Where like, you know, his lips were like right. sh- jutting out, and he's like, like doing this all the time. Yeah. I was like, that's not really what he looks like. But that's that's good. It was. I mean. It was pronounced, not that pronounced. It yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. regardless, he he was fantastic. And I mean, I, I there definitely were points where I'm like, uh, I'm watching a movie, yeah, but that's a pretty that's that's pretty spot on. It's like Freddie Mercury like, to me. Yeah, looks and sounds and acts like Freddie Mercury. And he didn't did he do the vocals? Right. He I, had somebody I else singing. I can't imagine he did. No. I think he had somebody else singing. I I obviously like some of the vocals that he did, like when he was first, um, like when he would just be like with the band and he'd like riff on something and say something. But I, I know like the big, especially yeah. that last uh, performance. The live aid performance. Yeah. I don't believe that was him. Yeah. No. Yeah. If it, if it was, hey, props to you, man. Also, wasn't sorry if we're, if we're not giving you any props for that because it was still cool. I really don't think it was. I think I looked it up. Yeah. That would, that would be impressive, but if, if that was the case, he would probably should be singing instead of acting, <laughs> or doing both at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, but I think what this movie did well was, it, it, I mean, it did really tell a very condensed story of Queen. Um, it gave us some backstory on Freddie. Um, a lot of stuff we probably already knew. I mean, but yeah. I don't. I, I think the way that they showcased the progression of his relationship with Peter who mm-hmm. was sort of the villain in this film, mm-hmm. um, the guy that kind of was like taking control of him yeah. and, you know, abusing him. And eventually I think just came out to just get after him after like they split up and stuff yeah. like that. It was kind of a mess. Um, kind of interesting to see that relationship develop. Um, and I, I'd heard, I'd already known about Mary um, mm-hmm. who like they remained friends for the longest time. And, you know, I mean like, yeah, there was a line in the movie. I think they said, it, but like he they actually said in life was just like, you know, she knows me better than anybody. She knows me better than anybody else, and like you know, I'll always like only love her, or like I mean, something, yeah. something along those lines. Like like her, like my heart is always yeah. hers, but we're just not. Yeah, and he and they yeah. and they kind of hinted at that a lot. Like whenever Mary, yeah, if he was somewhere, he'd be where I'd, like where Mary was. Like if they're at a party, uh-huh. Mary coming. You well, know. And, you know, like him sitting in the in the room and calling Mary and be like, yeah, Mary, turn on your light. Like turn it on and off. Like let me see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was very pronounced about that, but um, and like good a good depiction of like probably how draining it was to probably oh yeah. be his friend. Well, I mean, even through that, yeah, I, I think it. I think it also shows how much that being Freddie Mercury took out of him. Oh, because yeah. it was. I mean, like there were all these different, you know, big soirees and, and mm-hmm. parties and you know craziness going on, but at the end of the day, he still was like, you know. Ending up in an empty house with his twenty seven cats or however many they were, yeah, and then you know being like, okay, I'm just gonna call Mary and I'm gonna check in on her, yeah, which is, I mean, again, you know, part of back to that like 
humanity side of it. Like, yes, we always picture Freddie Mercury as this like rock you know, star, rock star, bigger than life, everything like that. But there's still like that humanity, sad, centering piece of that kind of emptiness of mm-hmm. none of this fills what I really need and what I want in life. Tale as old as time. Seriously. Something but, we all know, but still yeah. refuse to believe or like obey essentially. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I, I mean, this movie's a lot of fun and I, I watched the actual live aid performance right after this, mm-hmm. this film. Um, and pretty amazing what they were able to evoke out of Rami. Like the, they're almost like beat for beat, like the same movements that Freddie did. You know, oh, I, I imagine they probably looked at that video and went, "Okay, this is how he did it. We're going to recreate this almost to a T." Yeah. Because it you was, know we don't want to we don't want to give them something with like a live aid performance that you know tons of people who were live back then like completely remember watching that performance and knowing what was going on. Like we're not going to give them something that looks totally going, different. Wait, no, that's he. No, he sang this song. No, 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 he wasn't standing up there. Like he moved it. Um, yeah and i think it was almost a beat for beat like it was the exact song lineup yeah and length mm-hmm. i think it was like a 20 minute yep. performance at the very end of the show yep because i didn't expect that i was like okay they're gonna like lead into this and then they're gonna cut off but they, they did the whole show and i was mm-hmm. like oh, that's pretty cool to see it was that was that i think that was probably like i don't know it was just it was cool especially knowing like leading up to that like like he didn't have the vocal, you know, strength yeah. that he had had, and you know he was, you know, really sick, and like you know everything was still kind of trying to like rebound and get to that point, and then like, you know, there's something with Freddie Mercury, like it's like you flip that switch, and, and it's can just like, do it. okay, I'm performing. Let's make it happen, Mama. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, oh. just and it just starts right into your like, oh yeah, uh huh, <laughs> yes, you did just kill a man, uh huh, yep, okay, here we go. He just uh, um. This movie, like, I just feel like had a lot of like ups and downs, a lot of like mm-hmm. crescendos, a lot of climaxes, mm-hmm. um, and like the very end, like it's tip, it's kind of reminds me of like Whiplash, uh, where you know mm. you have this this whole story of like him going through this stuff, and at the very end, there's this huge like climax, but you're still kind of a little after, bit after that lowest point. Yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're still a little bit sad because you're like he's performing excellently again, mm-hmm. but there's something sad after this where yeah. it's like he still is like obsessed with performing in the case of whiplash and then freddie mercury is like he's gonna die he's yeah so like that sucks but still excellent it was it was it was a lot of fun i i a lot of fun but i don't know it felt watered down still yeah a lot of fun but it did still feel watered down they're just like okay yeah yeah all right and then some of the moments are pretty like pretty cheesy like i know like they tried to like portray his parents in this movie Mm -hmm. but like the dad finally coming around and like loving him for who he was so i was like okay you know that's you know, God, all right fine enough but he's like turn on the telly and i was like oh i was like that just okay that just seems out of place yeah i guess they would say that i don't know what they would say yeah i mean the te- telly is the british like, form of it but and then oh man i, I almost missed this mike myers being yeah <laughs> mike that's myers a, threw me off man he I threw told, me off i told leah because you know you're watching all the opening credits like oh mike myers is in this mm-hmm I spent like most of the movie looking for it and then like finally hit me like the last scene like when I guess like they like cut away from the performance him and just show in him office. in his office and like Watching the sound the show yes and I'm like oh Mike Myers and a beard and well dude I caught it was him immediately that was the weird th- I was gonna say like I, I didn't I just did not think that 
Mike Myers just sticks out so easily to yeah. me because he just he he did that for all his awesome powers movies. He always played different characters. Yeah. So it felt kind of like that. He did it with um Inglorious Bastards too. Yeah. Because it wasn't this like I think with Inglorious Bastards the reason why you're like oh wait oh that's Mike Myers is because like it was so there was nothing that stood out. There was nothing. It was just very like very normal. Very normal. Like this is what probably Mike Myers looks like, you know, mm-hmm. on a normal day when he's dressed yeah, up. Yeah, he had like his it. hair combed over and a suit mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. not, yeah, it took me a while for Inglorious Bastards to catch that, but uh-huh. in this one, it just everything looked kind of like cheap. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he had his big crappy glasses on, his like curly hair, big just kind of gross looking beard, and like a Hawaiian shirt. And, and it was one of those things like I should have recognized sooner that it was Mike Myers, but like. Because I, I don't know if I just wasn't looking for it, that I just was like, I think I got to the point where I was like, I haven't seen Mark Myers in this movie. They really have said, uh... That's who Mike Myers was. Yeah, I, I mean, you can even hear when he talks. His, his accent is so strong. Like, it's hard for him to, like, make a different accent when he's talking to somebody. But it was... Yeah. But don't you know, you, you have to... I don't want to say you have to feel for that guy, like, in real life. But, like, what an idiot move. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah. You turned down, down, you point. turned down Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, from a business standpoint. No, to be fair, so did you know a lot of you know, yeah, British radio as well. They're like, yeah, it's terrible, but we don't want this. Americans picked up on it. Yeah, they knew it. They knew it was good. And then it re-released and was number one. number one for a long yeah. time. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, so Bohemian Rhapsody, probably not going to win, but still, it's Rom- fun. Rami might win for just, just chance. Yeah, just just being yeah. awesome at acting. All right, the favorite. Oh God! <laughs> mm. So this is the one that I did not watch, and you did. Did you actually end up finishing it, or are you like? I finished. Okay, it. you finished it. Um, I heard the ending was actually pretty uh, interesting. It had like some symbolism with like the bunnies or like the rabbits. I'm sure it did, but at care. that point, I was so lost in this movie that I'm like, "There's rabbits," but it's like this weird like. 70s overlay of like all the different like none of the pictures are like so it's like you're seeing queen anne and uh abigail abigail thank you i was gonna like not sarah sarah was the other one abigail and these rabbits like all like overlaying on the i was like i don't know what's going on and i literally i finished the movie and i'm sitting next to Leah and i'm like what did i just watch she's like like, i don't know either she didn't like (laughs) well the rabbits are supposed to be her children that passed away right she tried to have 17 <laughs> that makes so much more sense yeah yeah because she bought a rabbit for oh, each of her God. kids that she tried to have i don't know how i missed that but well i only know it because i read the synopsis <laughs> so i probably wouldn't have caught it either all right so <sighs> i don't know if i was just like you know tired because you know fatherhood but no dude uh so I read this synopsis, oh, and this sounds like one that, that I probably would not have liked to watch either. Directed by Yorgo Lanthimos, The Lobster was his previous work, which was also kind of symbolic and weird. Okay. It was, I'll take your word for it. It, it was Colin um, in Bruges. Colin, I was getting, uh, it's not uh, Colin Firth, it's Colin Farrell, I guess. Colin Farrell. Okay. Um, it's like they go to like a hotel to die, and you can pick which animal that you want to be reincarnated as, and he wants to be reincarnated as a lobster. It's a very weird movie. So that was that was the lobster. <laughs> so, okay, this is his follow up film, and it's now, to be fair, very well acted. Oh yeah, uh, a little too well acted. So Coleman, uh, sorry, Olivia Coleman plays Queen mm-hmm. Anne, which she was, especially when like Queen Anne would get into her like her fits. hissy fits, like yeah. or you know whatever, like 
screaming and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I don't want to. I w- okay. I'm very uncomfortable yeah. right now. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, she was very, very intense, but then like very like jokey and jovial, and then like like instant like crazy. stop the music. Yeah, crazy. no stop. And I mean, whew, she did very, very good. She, as Queen she Anne. will probably most. Well, I mean, she's absolutely going to be nominated probably she, for best actress. She, uh, she is. I and would assume. I no, believe no. so. I know she she won a lot of the, the other awards. I believe she's probably up for it, but. We don't really get into best actors and actresses, stuff like that. Glenn Close is probably going to win it. Mm. I didn't see the movie that she was up for, but I mean, it's like the SAG and the Golden Globes both went to her. So, so probably high chance she'll uh, win that one too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Glenn Close. Good job. Uh, for whatever movie you did, I didn't <laughs> we see did, it. We didn't know. Sorry. Sorry. We're focusing on these eight. Uh, Emma Stone plays Abigail. And Rachel Wise as mm-hmm. Lady Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, so from what I read, and yeah. again, I only read this, so I'm, yeah. I apologize to all the listeners out there. Uh, this is the one that I did not actually watch. Um, it just sounded like it was a, like a, a sort of dark comedy. Oh, it was very dark comedy, yeah. Okay. Um, but almost a little too dark sometimes. It's sometimes what it sounded like to me when I read through it. I was like, this is this is pretty dark. Well, and the and the crazy thing is, and and this is where I'll say like. I'm watching this going like, what is going on? Like, like this is literally like insanity. It's like people right. are like jockeying for position the entire time mm-hmm. and like power grab. And the, and the ironic part is, is that you know, usually you see, you know, when it's like power jockeying stuff, like it's, you know, men jockeying for power, stuff like that. Like it's all women that are jockeying for power. Like even like mm-hmm. when the prime minister and like the, the leader of the opposition, like when they're having their little back, it's still fueled by sarah and by abigail yep and and so it was it was cool to see that like like you usually don't get that whole like the inside look of like what potentially politics or like royal stuff could look and i will say especially since it was the royal side of stuff and it was you know the queen who was in charge Mm because the king had since died so the queen was in charge it actually it actually this is mostly true yeah it makes mostly true story yeah and that's crazy because like there's so much like cr- like so much craziness going on like people who are like like the lords of parliament are like there's this one point where they're basically having like not like a food fight but they're like pegging food at this like overweight naked dude yeah and like i mean just like pegging him and like it's all this craziness there's always like something crazy going on there's like these cutaway scenes almost where it's like what is going on in the palace? Yeah. And it's and, and I will say <laughs> the the you know good on you for showing this to the director who you know I don't even want to try to pronounce his name but you know good on him. Um Yorgo Landimos. Cool. Um <laughs> is that from what I read after kind of watching this and just being like I need to make sense kind of what actually happened during this time frame is like he probably showed what was actually going on in court better than any movie previous had ever done. Yeah. Because everything tries to, you know, tame it down. And, you know, the court is this royal, you know, dignified place of, you know, we, we can't, we can't let, you know, we're, we're above everybody else. It was a crazy free for all. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was like the Renaissance. That, that's just like that. That's what that is. Yeah. But just like, I mean, it was like, a true depiction of, of yes, of, and, and of human and, and nature. There's, there's an aspect, I guess, part of it where where you get this, you know, very 
true to the turn of the century of the 1700s, like very true to that time frame, but just showing kind of like the raunchiness and the backstabbing and all this other stuff where you're like, like I'm a history teacher. I know some of that stuff kind of goes on, but again, all the history teachers you know is like, oh yeah, this person succeeded this person Uh and this and this and this. this. So you get some stories like that, but like, I started reading it and I was like, okay, is, is all this stuff like legit? And I'm reading it and everybody's it like, legit. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what it was like. Like they took some liberties, especially with like the the relationships between like the queen and with Sarah yeah. and the queen and with Abigail. Like they took some of the, some, some, you know. Well, what I liked about this story is that like it's, they, again, like you said, it's all women. Mm-hmm. That are vying for power in mm-hmm. this situation, um, and they're using all the exact same, um, I guess what you would say is uh, tactics to gain power. They use sex, mm-hmm. uh, violence, mm-hmm. um, and just like connive, like connive oh, yeah. to like try and oh, like yeah. convince somebody of something which, else. Which ironically is, you know, like you you would have to probably think at that time, at least in court. You have the queen, who obviously has the most power, but she's like super sick, and like you know she's she's, kinda, have, you yeah, know, she's terrible, you know, terrible gout and all this other stuff, and very she's frail, like, very frail, and so you have to assume if you are a a lady in the court that if you can get to that you know top tier lady in waiting, you have the ear of the queen every minute of the day, and you mm-hmm. can literally influence and control everything that happens which sarah did very well yep until somebody else came along that played the game just as well as she did and even more so when it gets to the point where uh, abigail basically poisons sarah and almost kills her yep didn't didn't kill her didn't kill her she got rescued it just got uh, pulled away a couple miles a couple 50 100 miles i don't know how far away yeah and you know rescued by a a brothel, a brothel yeah. and basically was like held against her will, and Fine. until the you know the she paid the queensmen came and saved her. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, the story is nuts. It's the story is crazy, it, and like, and it's actually crazy. But then when you look at it, and go, okay, well that's actually just true fiction. So good on you with that. I did not like the movie. <laughs> it's just like I mean, there there was a lot of points where it dragged, and it's like if you're not fully paying attention, the movie's already passed you. Yeah, like in. How long was the movie? It was like right at two hours. Like it wasn't even that long. It just felt very long. It just it moved like so like where I talked about um the pace of Black Klansman. Yeah. Was like, yeah, you're getting right into it, kind of the storyline stuff like that, but it still lets you kind of sit there and you know, you can clearly follow what's happening. Right. This is like if you missed one like I'm one minute segment, you it's... might be lost for the entire movie. Like it, oh, it, it moved that quick. And like it gave you these like weird like like the times that you would have to kind of process and catch up on like the slower moments was replaced with these like scenes of like dudes pelting tomatoes and, and oranges yeah. and naked like so like you're you're so distracted by what's going on on the screen that you're like what am I supposed to be like focusing I on? Need, did you remember the last conversation they had? Or yeah, because am I supposed it's like to be it was, remembering. It, there were so many jar dude. yeah there were so many jarring moments in this movie that you're like like and I don't want to like sound like a prude by any means but like. There's so much that was going on where you're like, I don't know how to feel right now in this yeah. moment. And coupled with that, there was he he used the fisheye lens yeah. on his camera shot. Not shots, your favorites. Which is not my favorite. Like I I mean, I, I've done enough, you know, 
filming and editing and stuff like that, like within high school, like my dad being a high school media teacher that I've been around enough. You use film eye and very kind of like, like when you kind of want to show like that, I don't know, like crazy fan cam type deal yeah. like where it's like, here's a wider angle of all the, you know, the crowd going on and stuff like that. You do it there. When you're doing that as a shot of like, you know, Emma Stone standing in the middle of the hall, but then you have like a, and like and you can even see like on the edges where it's kind of like darker and you're like yeah it was like it just was distracting and i didn't like it and i i just this is one of those movies i I was telling you before we started like it was one of those movies that reminded me of um and i can't remember the name of it but the one that daniel day lewis was in last year something about the other dress guy yeah they make the yeah yeah, he made the dresses like that like it was so like I just was like, I'm like, why are we not so dense? I guess, or no, just... I, I don't even want to say dense. Like, this was probably better than that one. Yeah, but it was just one of those movies where I, I kind of came on the other end, and I was just like, I, I don't know what we just watched, and I don't know like why that was included or why yeah. these scenes were necessary. Which to the again, story. again, sitting there looking at it and going, okay, it's a true depiction of this thing, and it was told really well. And it showed all the craziness, but at the same time, I was like, it just, yeah. Well, I didn't like it. It's kind of well, what's this? What's the critic score on it? Because pretty I, high. Seriously, uh, ninety-four. Why? Wow. Well, so we. This is kind of I feel like how we felt about the Shape of Water, though, too. Like the Shape of Water, for all intents and purposes, was a very cool idea. Um, I think told well enough, but they added a lot of jarring scenes to that. That you were like, I, like why was why was that included? Like why like I, get, I don't know. I I, get I think it still would replace like sex with a fish dude. Yeah, for some <laughs> of the scenes I had to watch. Like yeah. it just was like I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and I and I know it wasn't oh, incredibly man. graphic, but like, but the but from what I read, they were like it still was very like you very well knew what was going on when they would show stuff, and it was oh, yeah. it was like kind of like. Oh yeah. Uh, what's the word? Uh, aggressive, I guess, is you, what you mm-hmm. could how you could describe mm-hmm. a lot of those scenes. You're like, oh, this is bothersome and uncomfortable, and I don't yeah. really want to be sitting here. And watching like, this. even like, and, and so, so like, so okay, so even at that, there's one scene where Emma Stone and her new husband, you know, they just got married, so you know, there's some you know deeds happening. Yes. And it's like it's not good description. On, good description. <laughs> it's not <laughs> appreciate that. You don't see it on camera. Because like the way that Emma Stone has positioned her body has blocked what's going on behind her, but you still see like dude's face. You know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know. And what's so going like on. you're like, why am I? But at the same time, she's having a almost like a almost like a soliloquy, where she's explaining her thought process. And for I don't know if that's like when she's deciding like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna have to go and poison her and take things more, like more into my. No, I guess it wouldn't have been because she was she'd already poisoned her at that point. Um, I don't know if it was something about like this is how I can influence like, but it was very she's pointy. So removed. It was well, it was yeah. She's so removed from that, but at the same time, like as an audience member watching that, like I can't get past the fact of like she's doing this, like, and you're like, oh, what are you like? And like, she's telling all this very important ugh. details, ugh. right? For for her thought process of what's going on, and basically giving you this insight to it. But I'm too distracted by what's going on in this. Yeah, and that uh, obviously intentional. Oh yeah, it sticks with you and it makes you feel like I don't, I don't like that. It reminds me of The Master. Did you ever watch that movie? No, I did not. I very similar scene. Yeah, very similar scene, and you don't see anything, but it is 
very bothersome and you're mm-hmm. just like this i am very uncomfortable right now mm-hmm. with watching this i know what you're talking about but i i, I didn't see it oh gosh so anyways I, I did not like this movie at <laughs> all um it's good to have a strong opinion I like and that. the dude's up for like best cinematography and i think if he wins best cinematography i might throw you're up you're gonna quit i might throw up and i might like never join another like We'll still do this. We'll, we'll never do, do a we'll film do, podcast. Yeah. I, no, no, we'll do this one. But like, I will never like join into like an Oscars like pool <laughs> because I don't, I don't even know like at that point. Like, like if you see a movie that's going to be like this, just don't watch it next time. Yeah, I didn't know because like again, but the, then we can't give a comprehensive analysis. And the know? and the and the previews didn't make it look that bad. Yeah, I watched the trailer. and I was like, and this looks like, like a fun, yeah, weird movie. It's a weird movie, but you know, it's like it's it's going to be a little more weird than you were thinking. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you for watching it. Uh, okay. I'm sorry you had to do that. Next one, we gotta. Yeah, hey, let's let's this, let's move. We got four left. This Whew. is this is gonna bring us up here, though. Okay, yeah. Green Book. Yes, just watched it. Peter Farrelly, Today. who mm. has directed Dumb and Dumber one and two. Yes, Hall which Pass. Is very surprising. Shallow Hal, Osmosis Jones. There's something about Mary. All like Kingpin. crazy. Like all such good, early like '90s. Good's an interesting Comedies. choice of word, but oh, Kingpin's great. No, King, I'll give you that one. There's something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber, excellent. Two. Don't don't we we don't talk about that. We don't talk. Yeah, about Dumber Dumber was fantastic. Osmosis but... Jones, come on. Shallow Hal was okay. Shallow Hal was not that good. Yeah, some things don't age well. If you go if you go no. back and watch something about Mary or Shallow Hal or Hall Pass, you're like these are all really bad. Yeah, but still, nonetheless, Anyways. all comedies, and then pulls out. Pulls out this movie, yeah. Green Book, mm-hmm. um, which is um, recounting a true story again um, about Dr. Don Shirley, who is a excellent pianist, um, and v- Viggo Mortensen, who plays, um, what's his name? Tony. Tony. Tony Lip. Tony. Um, Tony Val of... Vallelonga. Vallelonga, which nobody can Tony Valley. It. Tony Valley. Um, and what's funny about this, though, well, not funny, actually. This is not funny. Um, what's cool about this is that, uh, like, this gave a real depiction of, like, just, again, how messed up it was that even you had to literally have a green book, which gave you safe places to stay as mm-hmm. an African-American in America. Mm-hmm. These were places you could go to that were safe for you to go to, and yeah, so that you, was it. So you could actually plan your trip and going, okay, if I'm dropping from... Memphis to Tupelo, Mississippi. Here's the stops I can make without being like, yeah, yeah. Which is just, ugh. it's it's it, they don't really actually make it as heavy as I feel like they could have. Yeah, um, they they could have made it very heavy, and and I think the scene you get the most heaviness of the movie is when. They're driving in the car, and Tony's basically talking like, you know, me as an Italian living in the Bronx, like, I'm more black than you are because, you know, I like you, fried chicken and this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, just doing this whole this whole motion, and he basically tells him like, stop the car, and he gets out, and he's like, he's like, if I'm not, I'm not. He's like, I'm not. Like when I when I go basically to play for a white white club, basically, or like yeah. all white people, it's like that. The minute I get off the stage, I'm just another black guy to them. But yeah. then I go back to, you know, like my my people and I'm too white for them. Yeah. And then on top of that, like he's gay. So he's like, I'm not black enough. I'm not white enough. I'm not, not man, man enough. enough. What am I? And like that point, you're like, ooh, that's heavy. 
Okay. Yeah. I see what you're struggling with there. That's a, that's a lot to. And that I, I think that hones it in. Like you still see, like okay, here's a guy who's like not really going to stand up for the way that things are done in the South, uh, but doesn't want to ever like pull any punches until he basically gets locked up and he's like, fine, I'll call Bobby Kennedy and I'll get the AG on the line. And you know, that was a pretty cool scene. That was a very cool scene. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, and I think I think this movie. I uh, mean, I guess I have I haven't seen Viggo Mortensen in so long. Like I can only think of him as Lord of the Rings. I saw him in um, what's the one he did? Like where he was like, I, I think he he won an Academy Award for it. It was like like but he was like uh, History of Violence, something like that. Sounds right. Maybe I don't one know. of the uh, it was something with violence. Okay. It. So, but Viggo's a violent guy. He's violent in this movie too. He is, but uh, I think like just the entire setup of this, um, you know, it's just having an, an expertly skilled piano player travel around all these places, and then finally, when it all culminates at that last club that they went to, mm-hmm. where he wasn't even allowed to eat in like the main room with everybody mm-hmm. else, but he was allowed to play there. And he was allowed piano. to park in the spot of the guest honor, like yeah, yeah, but it's like he couldn't eat there and like there there were there's a lot of moments where you could just you could see it depicted i don't know this i think this movie was just very it told a good story mm-hmm. i think you know from critic reception it's got an 80 i think just an 80 percent right now you can see where s- they could have probably expounded a bit more mm-hmm. on some of this stuff sure like it did feel like very sped up but again it's you know they're telling a story of a condensed story in two yeah. hours or under yeah. essentially um but like seeing his relationship with Vigo as they kind of go go through this journey together, yeah. or, you know, Vigo's just a very just ignorant kind of just, you know, rough guy, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And we, we kind of see that he's racist in the beginning still. Like he I mean, he's I would yeah. argue that he probably still was mildly racist. Yeah, sure. A majority of the film, but like you see kind of his problems in the beginning and kind of what mm-hmm. he's dealing with, and then he's forced to basically take this job because they don't have enough money. And yeah. so then he kind of learns along the way, you know, what it's like. And it's just, I don't know, it's it's a it's it's a it's a heartwarming story and it's a cool story because Dr. Don Shrug was a freaking badass on the keys. So it was cool <laughs> just to see all that. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, no, I I I really liked the movie. Um it's probably the only movie I think probably Black Panther in this one, the only movie where I'm like Oh, I feel I feel good after this. Like, that was oh, a nice yeah. story. Yeah, I'm gonna you know go home and yeah, yeah. The rest <laughs> it's like I need to go home and hold my kids close to me. I need because, to think about know. things. Yeah. Well, and it, it maybe if you uh, didn't watch the credits for Black Klansman, you might feel okay. Probably. Still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just if, if you want a happy experience watching Black Klansman, just minute the credits roll, just walk out. But you probably shouldn't do that because no, because then you'll miss the point of the movie. Yeah, that's not the intention. Yeah. No. Uh, but I I mean really nothing else to say about green book beyond the fact that it just it's just a, it's just a cool story it's a good it reminds me a lot of remember the titans yeah. um just not with like the i mean it, it was deeper than that because it wasn't just like you know i'm black you're white we're playing football and that's gonna bring us together and now you know we're brothers like i love remember the titans it's yeah. a little deeper because now you're getting like how do you deal with the notion of i'm supposed to fit into this culture yeah and I'm supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to eat fried chicken and you but know, I'm not like okra that. and collard greens and, but you know, I've grown up in this whole scenario where I'm 
you know, highly educated doctoral philosophy and yeah. music and, or no, sorry, psychology and music and, you know, all this like, and everything is like refined taste on everything. But it's again, you're seeing this whole isolation kind of going back to that, that Freddie Mercury thing, yeah. right? There's nobody that when, when he, at the end of the movie, he goes home and it's Christmas Eve and he sits there and he sends home, you know, the guy who's working for him there and he kind of just sits there and, He's by himself. He's by himself. And it's sad. And at that point, he's kind of like, yeah, you're right. I don't have... He's still playing with this whole idea. Is like, you know, I'm still black to the white community, and I'm not black enough for the black community, and I'm, you know, I'm not straight enough for the normal whatever. Manhood community. Whatever. Yeah. And at that point, and it's kind of like the, oh, but I got one guy who kind of knows knows me knows me and knows kind of what i'm dealing with and we've been through this so yeah i'm gonna go hang out with him on christmas eve and that was a heartwarming like, oh, yeah that's nice and you're like ah oh, yeah this is... yeah for me being the last one of these movies that i saw i was just like yeah this is a good way to end it thank you yeah thank you yeah well and it and it gives you the the you know the pictures of them actually which is cool mm-hmm. too you get to see them actually like the real what they the actual people yeah. look like like that's yeah. cool you know it's nice yeah. nice little heartwarming story I, so. I really enjoyed it i'm not like i can't really there's nothing really bad that i can say about this movie like i think just more exposure like more yeah. just more character like because he talks about like his relationship with his brother that was the only thing that i like i was like is he yeah. Was he in jail? Like, is that yeah. like I wanted to know what he said something about? Like, you know, doesn't matter where he is, like, this, this, or in jail. Like, I was like, well, is he in? Yeah, yeah, you don't really get any depth on that. Yeah, because we got to see uh, Tony Lips and relationship with mm-hmm. his wife mm-hmm. and that whole situation kind of grow, but then you didn't really get to see Dr. Don Shirley. You just got to know that he was struggling internally instead yeah. of like, give a the only thing was like, you what know, is his, his, what does his family look like? And what the line that? of like, uh, you know, there's millions of people around the world, millions of lonely people around the world that are, you know, just, you know, if like, if like one of them would just start to like, if they all decided just to make the first move and, you know, not wait on that other person to, yeah. you know, do something like. It's a nice thought. I yeah, like it was, uh, yeah. It was nice. It was a nice movie. It I enjoyed nice. it. It was nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, up next, Roma. Yeah. Um, so Netflix. was this was this a Netflix? Uh, yeah. Ta-dum. Which is pretty cool, honestly. Yeah. Uh, when this popped up, I I didn't even know if it was like nominated or what it, you know what people thought mm-hmm. of it, and I was but I remember seeing just the the screenshot, mm-hmm. the black and white, and mm-hmm. like just the you know how Netflix, if you leave it on, it, it'll start playing the trailer mm-hmm. or whatever for you. And I was like, oh, it's really good. I guess yeah. we should watch that. And, and then it turns out that it was really good. Netflix was first nominated. Academy Award movie, so you know they're going places. So, directed, and I think they have a very good shot at winning. I think so too. Anyways, from a cinematic standpoint, so Alfonso Cuaron, Cuaron, I don't pronounce his last name. Alfonso uh, Cuaron, Cuaron, uh, yeah, Cuaron, 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 C U C U A R O N. Oh gosh, that's embarrassing. I put a C in there. <laughs> Gravity, yes. Previous movie was excellent. I love Gravity. Didn't know this one. Harry Potter, yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh-huh. It's got it's got a few in there, uh-huh. um, which is when it turned to be really good. Like that's when kind of took a turning point. Although yeah. that's when John Williams also stepped out as directing the uh, music for it, and I was like, yeah, but I like John Williams. Yeah, you get the theme, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, and you still got the theme. Like you still. Yeah, but well, you know, they they, yeah. Got, they got Alexander Desplat in there. I love Desplat. He's really good too, though. Um, so I, I don't. I mean, it's I'll, I'll list the cast off, but these are all 
of think first oh, yeah, time no, first time yeah. actresses. Well, in I'll say probably in like in American Northern, you know yes. culture or whatever you want to call that. But Yalitza Aparicio, Marina de Tavira, uh, and Diego Cortina Atre. Yeah, those are the main three that you probably see. So Yalitza is Cleo, mm-hmm. who is the main woman that we're following around. Yeah, yeah. And then Marina de Tavira is Senora Sofia, is mm-hmm. who's the the homeowner, and so Cleo is the housemaid for mm-hmm. Senora Sofia. And the whole story follows Cleo. Yep. And man, yeah, it's a tough movie to watch. It, so, it doesn't start that way. No. No, Starts you kind of get simple. like it's very simple. It, it does a very good job at setting up kind of all right. Here's everyday life. Yep, and we're gonna take the time, and we're not gonna kind of like let you. You know, we're not gonna drop you right into the conflict, and you're not gonna know kind of what this is, what this means until no. down the road. No, so all you're really seeing is you're seeing, you know, okay, here's what her job is. The thing I love about this movie, probably more than anything else, is the cinematography of this yeah is incredible i was just gonna say there were numerous shots that you're talking lasted you know a couple minutes they were long the opening the opening uh shot is just him filming the floor and Mm -hmm. you see the water washing across Mm -hmm. the tiles and then the reflection of the the sky the sky above and you're like okay this is interesting and the ironic part is that she was doing that to clean the dog poop off of the which was a main recurring and then, yes kept recurring recur- about the issue of dog shit yes <laughs> yeah because yeah I, I i didn't know what it was at first like i didn't know when they cut uh-huh. out into the hallway i was like like is that just dog poop and you mm-hmm. see like a little bit and then later it's like really out of control there's just dog turds like everywhere <laughs> in that hallway look boros had to go man i'm gonna tell you yeah i mean like really now that i'm thinking about it and i, I don't think i really appreciate it as much during the the film because i think that's kind of how when you watch film you don't it's funny oh gosh what did i just knock over with my phone yeah you you don't really think about that stuff until you reflect on it afterwards but like even like the sound design mm-hmm. and this was pretty good mm-hmm. where the dog barking was supposed to kind of build up tension and the ironic part is is that i was watching this with my dogs oh gosh i got nico my baby in the in the swing and both dogs so that every time the dog would bark willow would be like what the what the heck is that? Huh? What the heck is that? Albert will lose his mind. <laughs> if, if a dog or any animal is on TV, he loses his mind. Like yeah. he freaks out and it sucks. Yeah. So we couldn't, we like had to like hold him down basically so he couldn't like watch the TV when that was happening. <laughs> but like there's there's a lot of moments of silence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if there's any music in this movie. I couldn't remember if there was or not. If there was, it's very, very sparse or very sparse. I think there, I think there is. I think there is. I don't know. But they got a the, lot of natural sounds yeah. and a lot of. I, I remember watching like when the movie started. I was like, "Is this is the sound on?" Like, because yeah, yeah. it was just like sitting on that tile for a while, and then you finally get a, like a. You hear yeah. Yeah, I thought. Like, I think the same thing happened to me. I was like, I don't know the sounds up enough. I was like, yeah. Turn it up. Um. But yeah, very artfully done. Yeah, incredible. I mean, it was visually incredible. Like I loved watching i loved watching the movie and so i don't know the full story behind this movie um i don't know if this is based on uh, yeah i don't either anything that's i should have looked this up i apologize oh series listening to me right now mm-hmm. um but it's but it, it seems like it's almost set in a real situation where they're in a a a poorer part of this country where they live mm-hmm. essentially in the city 
um, you know, everyone's super busy. Um, obviously she's working for a wealthier family. Yeah. There's the, the dad is cheating on the wife. And I think really, I don't know if you got this, this whole movie was trying to evoke a sense of the strength of women, the strength. Oh, of, absolutely. The strength of how, like what women have to go through. Absolutely. And still maintain like oh, well, their yeah, sanity. 100%. Like I agree with that. I mean, just between, you know, with, with Cleo, with Sophia, with the grandmother, even in the house yeah. with the other, uh, maid in the house. Yeah. Um, even with like, the like the doctor in the hospital um yeah i think it was mixture between like the strength of women and how shitty guys are yeah because they're terrible in this movie they're just they're horrible horrible human beings i think all the horrible human beings in this movie are the guys and like really uh like really like poignant like hard scenes too like uh the weird scenes, like kind of mm-hmm. like what you're talking about with the favorite, but like when Cleo and I forget his name, but the the guy that's a real uh, asshole, uh, 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 Fermin. Yeah, that sounds right. Fermin. Um, like when they first have, like when they actually have sex, like and he's showing off his martial arts. Yeah, skills he's showing off his martial arts, but naked in the nude. And yeah. you're just, uh, it's a very poignant scene because like this is weird, but it doesn't seem out of place for this kind of person, like. For him, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was definitely in character. And he's only put his values into martial, martial arts, arts, and like he thinks that he's just the greatest thing to ever happen to mankind. And and so he doesn't care his... what happens. It was really funny because like it kicks on, you know, like when you start Netflix and then you see in the top corner, it's like rated R for like graphic nudity, and you're like, huh, wonder what that's gonna. Oh yeah, yeah it's it's a penis. Just a whole lot of wiener. It's a... Just a whole penis, and it's just a, just, a regular oh, wiener, man. just a regular old wiener. And it, oh, I was like, I was like, this scene would have had the exact same effect if he was just in like you know underwear. But none, it, it would have had the same effect for me. Yeah, I was just like, okay, okay I get okay. it, I understand. Yeah, you, know, you want to kind of show that he's this kind of like completely self-absorbed with his martial arts that he doesn't care about anything else. Yeah. Okay. And it was right. it was just like yeah, Hannah and I are both were like watching that. And we're like, okay, all right, yeah, we get it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, can put that. The scene's still on him. Okay. Then right. you can put that okay. away. Um, but man, I mean, like, let's talk about the, just like so. Basically, what happens is the the husband's that's having an affair. Senior Senora Sophia, um, he leaves essentially. Mm-hmm. Doesn't come back. The kids go through like getting all of dad's stuff out. You kind of see At that the whole, very end that yeah. whole transition. But, but in, not up until that point. Up until that point, you know something's going on. Yeah, you start, and I think about you start getting hints. At, well, and, and this movie does hints about what's going on very, very well. It builds slowly and slowly. But not slowly. just with that, because you get this whole thing like where she's having... You can tell, you know, Sophia is upset about something. Um, you don't know what she's upset about. Mm-hmm. Um and then you see, like, she's like, "Hey, make sure you write your dad a card, like, right." Tell him how much we want him to come home, and all like. Yeah. And then you're getting okay, um, and she's you know she's clearly anguished, angry with somebody at the hospital, and she starts saying things of like, you know, I saw him around, you know, whatever, and yeah. And then like you keep getting all these things, and then it finally it comes out. It's like, yeah, he didn't leave at all. He's coming out of the cinema, and that's him right there, and you just saw him, and. And then, like, you know, comes out, like, yeah. yeah, we're separating. He's, you know, decided to cheat. And that sad scene where, like, she's taking the boy to the theater, 
and the boys are like waiting at the theater because mm-hmm. they ran ahead. Mm-hmm. And then her his friends like, I think I just that was that your, was your dad. Was your dad. Like, no, it wasn't. Like, no, it wasn't. No, and like he didn't see the him. Denial of it. He didn't see him. Maybe or he maybe just was denying well, I, it. Well, he he was denying it, and then he was sitting outside the door when his mom was on the phone, basically like, yeah. So you kind of everything <sighs> builds like that, but at the same time too, and this is what kind of took me for a. You're also seeing throughout the movie the buildup of all the military presence and that there's something going on yeah. with some sort of conflict that's you know just within this thing. So you the have the band was always marching down the street. You had the band marching in the street. You just get kind of like, you know, weird little th- happenings that are going on and then it kind of like culminates with this like people in and out of the hospital a lot. Yeah, well yeah, 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 kind of stuff like that. But then you finally get when she goes out to the um to try to, you know, confront Fermin. Yeah. Everyone's the, out there training the martial yeah, arts. Yeah, you get this martial arts training, but then you realize it's like, okay, there's, you know, some military leaders out here as well. And, yeah. And, and then, you know, so like the entire time I'm like, I'm thinking like, and it took me a, like, I, I didn't want to do this because it's not, so I, I didn't until, you know, the actual revolution or whatever i think they actually call it the the dirty war i think is the name of yeah. it because you know it was like students protesting you know very much like right you know you see the signs for like che and stuff like that and and then the military opens fire on like but you're, you're seeing a mixture of that you're seeing you know these martial like these people have been training themselves in like this martial arts way now they're going and executing people in the department store and yeah and What's her name? Furman was one of those people. Yeah, and that's what sends Cleo, who <sighs> got pregnant by Furman, into labor, and because everyone's trying to escape the town, she can't get there. She in can't time. get there in time, and has. And a, I mean, like, like <clears throat> watching that whole scene, which I mean, it, it it'd be one thing, you know. And again, this is probably you know just the way that medicine was back in the you know nineteen seventy one. Yeah, is that you know they're basically. <clears throat> taking her into surgery to do an emergency C-section based, well, not emergency C-section because he was being, he was already like crowning, but like there was no heartbeat and like you're watching all this happen. And it's, and it's, again, you're talking about one of those continuous shots where it's literally like, we're going to, we're focusing right here. You have Cleo and then the background, you have the, the table where they're doing CPR on the baby. Yeah. And I mean, you're just you're forced to sit there and watch that. Yeah, it was. And a, the baby's the baby's gone, and then it's like you know, do you want to hold your baby and say goodbye? And you're like, yeah, I don't think I breathed the entire time during that. It was just such will, an intense. Like, and I will tell you, as as somebody who you know, two months ago to the day had a had a son, like that whole time frame. I mean, it's like you know, we knew just because you know we're, we have all the monitors and everything like that, like. Our boy was good. Yeah. He was healthy. He was not like, you know. But still very he, much. Yeah, but I mean, you're still like. Emotionally like. Yeah, and I mean, you never know. Like, something could go wrong in the last, like, you know, 15 minutes of, yeah. of pregnancy. And, like, you know, it might come out with, you know, the cord wrapped around his neck or whatever it might be. Right. Like, you don't know. So there's that, there's so much, like, angst and anguish that you're watching, you know, a baby be born. And then it's like, you get the relief of, like everything's okay. He's good. Like, and, you yeah. know, you kind of kind of like breathe a little bit and, you know, you're happy and, you know, it's, and this is like, the there's exact. something wrong. They can't hear the heartbeat. They can't hear the heartbeat. The baby's gone. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, and you're in the same shot the entire time and you're, and you're watching that. And you're like, oh, and I'm man. like, it was heavy. Cause I'm sitting there like my, my, my infant son, you know, like 10 feet from me. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, 
Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause this, get up, take a little breather. <sighs> yeah, I was smoking meats that day, so it's <laughs> convenient time to go walk. Pause. Them. I need to check the chips. I need to just go just sit down there and stare, oh, stare man. into the flames. Uh, but I mean, just such a powerful movie. And it yeah. really was, and it, and it kind of culminates with basically, you know, like I guess she has the line at the end of the movie, you know, after she rescues the two kids. From drowning. From drowning. She pulls him back in and she's like, you know, I didn't want I didn't want the child. Like I didn't want the baby. Yeah, and that's also And you're like, also sitting here like, golly, but at the same time you're like you can sympathize. You can you sympathize because you're looking at it going, Okay, yeah, Fermin was such a terrible human being that I can totally understand why you would not want to bring a child. Like yeah. I understand that. And so it was just a mixture of, of kind of that and it just was like very just very powerful. Yeah. I mean, across the board, I think. Yeah. Super well done movie. Incredibly well done movie. Incredibly well acted all across the board. When I was older, I was a sailor, and I I drowned in the storm because I didn't know how to. <laughs> I love that kid so much. Uh, uh, yeah, it's an incredibly well done movie, and I yeah I have a good feeling that that has a very high chance uh-huh. of, of winning. Yeah, because it yeah. was just so artfully done and yes. What's the critic score? Uh, ninety six. Yeah, the highest I believe on this. Ninety seven. I think there was a ninety seven for Black, Black Panther. Panther yeah. But if I had to choose between the two, probably Roma. Yeah, sorry, Black Panther. All right, <laughs> Stars Born. My favorite thing about this movie is that Black Bradley Cooper spent like six months learning how to sing, intensely learning how to sing and play the guitar. He is actually like the minute and he did the, a good job. The minute the movie started. I'm watching him starting to play and I'm like, he's actually playing. Like this isn't just somebody who's yep. kind of like mimicking this and like the sh- way they're doing the shots and stuff. Like that. I'm like, he's no, singing. he's actually playing and he's actually, singing. the ironic part is that he, he did his voice. Like the way he modeled his voice mm-hmm. is he modeled it after Sam Elliott. Oh. And then basically said, well, if I'm already going to do this character, I might as well get Sam Elliott to be my brother. Well, and brings in Sam Elliott to be his brother. That's my very poor Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott yeah. over here. That's a lot yeah. better. Yeah. No, I forget his name. What was <laughs> what was his actual name in the movie? Uh, Not Sam Elliott. Uh, Jack. Jack. Yeah. Was, was uh, Bradley Jack Cooper's Mains. character. So directed by Bradley Cooper, also. Yeah. Which I don't think I knew. Um, and this movie has been remade four times. It's the, well, remade three times. It's the fourth movie. Okay. So, nineteen seventy six. 1954 and I think 1937. 1937. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Yeah, I didn't. So, someone also told me that, like, oh, that's a remake of this one, and it had um, Julie. Is it? So it was Barbara Streisand in the 70s, and then Julie Garland in the 50s. Yeah, both. And um, how do you ta- like? How do you you put in Lady Gaga? That's the only way you talk. Ta- I mean, that's gosh. the only way you do that. How do you like make a movie that can even compare to it? But they did it, and I think they did it very well. And the, the ironic part. part is that they did. The is Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Yeah, who's like you know that that makes that makes sense. You know, you're talking about rock and roll. You know, excellent guitarist. Yeah. Like that, that that translates. But you got Bradley Cooper. Bradley who's Cooper, who mainly an actor, but not anymore. Really, it looks like it looks like actors are just uh, they can do whatever they want to. Apparently, it seems. Uh, but so I I didn't actually know this story. And I don't know if all the previous ones told the same story. It told similar versions of the story. Okay. I mean, like, same kind of progression. Mm-hmm. They all have different endings. Okay. 
um, and different kind of things that are being dealt with. So okay. it, like, I, I think the one with uh, Chris Christopherson ends up uh, getting in a car wreck and, and dying. And the whole issue with him was that he ends up, like, cheating on the girl and I guess feels so bad about it and goes out basically to get away and drives and ends up dying oh. in a crash. So it, they all end with like in a the, sad way. They of. all end in a sad way. They all end with like she is singing the song that he wrote for her. Like Aww. it all ends that same way. <sighs> so this movie, uh, mm. you know, to Bradley Cooper's credit, he he portrayed honestly i i think a really true depiction of of what that lifestyle leads to if you're not careful and if you have alcohol uh, yeah, tendencies addiction like, problems yeah. and you've had stuff in your past i mean like that you know it's 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 a it's a sadly very real story mm-hmm. of of what happens like you know his dad was abusive mm-hmm. essentially and mm-hmm. you know he talks about how he was very he was suicidal when he was younger and he's kind of carried that with him his entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, both he and his brother Bobby, which I don't, re- they, I don't think they revealed that his Bobby was his brother until like until late. he goes and punches him out. And yeah, basically late. said you were supposed to take care of you know the land that we had dad on. Yeah. Like. Um, and so, it, I mean, just like the, the movies with Bradley, where he is like obviously very, very drunk and like drinking way too heavily, were were so memorable and like strong um like you, uh-huh. just, you see the beginning that he's just so drunk and he's just at a bar and he's just kind of talking like making just like talking and you're uncomfortable but you're like okay well you know i guess this is just kind of maybe he's a rock star whatever and then you introduce lady gaga at that point but it continues their entire relationship you know it's yeah. he's kind of on and off on and off on and off well and, and there's a there's a couple moments in the, in the movie that like when he gets out of rehab and or when he's about to get out of rehab and uh, Allie goes and visits him in the in rehab, basically saying like, do you want to, do you still want to come back home? Because, you know, you've only ever known, known me and our relationship basically as an alcoholic. Yeah. Now that you're clean, do you still love me? Like that was really like, man, that's, uh, that's heavy. That's tough. And then, I mean, the scene where she's accepting the award on the award show. That was hard to watch. That was really hard to watch. Like, flops up on stage, and I'm pretty sure he peed his pants oh, yeah, he on beat stage. Yep. Yeah, and you're like, oh, And that's what basically gosh. got him in rehab. But, I mean, there, oh. there's enough. The thing that I really liked about this movie, outside of the fact that, you know, Bradley Cooper's actually playing guitar and actually singing. Super and, talented. And so is Lady Gaga, but we already knew that about her. Yeah, we knew so, that, yeah. Um, the thing I liked about this is that it didn't try to sugarcoat depression, alcoholism, you know, kind of like any of that, like that stuff. It, it yeah. very much was like, no, this is a disease, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to we're going to handle this in a way that shows what this is and what it will do to people and what it what it does to people. But we're not going to basically be like. Oh, just you know, just quit drinking. It's fine. Oh, just, just get over it. Just get over it. Like, like they they don't. I mean, it's very much like. I mean, she has the scene with him where it's like, you know, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's a disease. Like when they're in the shower, like yeah. he's in the shower, he's being like closed off. He's like, it's a disease. It's isn't something that you can you know have full control over. Like, oh yeah, and like she's like with the family, and her uh-huh. dad's like super pissed at him, uh-huh. and it's just like really hard because you're just like, yeah, oh. and, it's, and and it's it's just one of those like it. 
it doesn't point anything. And like, and 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 I think part of what it shows there at the end with that douchebag of a manager, manager. Yeah. And he comes in there and it's like, I'm like, I don't know. There, there's some part of me of going, okay. If I know that a guy is coming out of rehab and he's already struggling with this, already kind of struggling with all this stuff, and I'm gonna say like, you're killing her career by being around, and you just need to get lost. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and unfortunately, that's probably also how a lot of those big talent agencies work, where they're like, oh yeah, we no, only that, care no, about yes, our we clients, yes, and making money off of this, yes, and you're hurting everything we're trying to do, yes, and, and so that, that's all he cared about. Ugh. And Bradley was just like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I've been performing for this long. Now there's a there's a line in the previews with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Uh, and like they're sitting out on the on the what's on his the name? Noodles. Lawn. Yeah. I don't uh, know. George Noodles yeah. Stone. So they're sitting out on 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 the lawn, basically after folding it, and you know he's basically saying something like, you know. This is the first time that I I've actually I'm actually worried about you that you're not gonna yeah was that in the movie because I don't remember I, I remember and this is I think so I think it's in I, the movie I, I either I just completely didn't miss it and so like when it gets to the end and uh, you know he basically like says goodbye to the, to the dog and you know he starts Gosh, like that was walking so sad. he gets in the car right yeah and I'm thinking like in my mind I'm like okay, well, this is going to end up fine because he's going to end back up in Memphis somehow. He's going to end up in, and Dave Spell is going to give him that kind of like, this is the, no, I'm actually worried about you. Yeah. Because I, I didn't hear that line. Maybe it's in there. And maybe oh, I'm so just, you didn't you know, see that coming at all. And so all of a sudden, like, it's like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, and well, I was just like, <sighs> yeah, that, that part was hard to watch for it, Hannah uh, and I. Because like the dog got us too. Because we were just like, yes, oh, that's it was so awful. sad. It's so sad. And he's but just like, laying there, and you're like, such a real depiction. That's though, actually again. that's actually Bradley Cooper's dog. Oh uh, yeah, that's, and his name is actually it's Charlie, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, actually named Charlie. Uh, but, uh, but a heavy movie, uh, so but, heavy. But it's very, very well done. Very well done. Um, but I think the songs in it got nominated at the um, Grammys. For, it won. It won uh, I don't remember if it was. Forget what they want. Whatever the single, yeah, the record or out uh, shallow. I don't know. Yeah, what the song was. She but, won for for that, and it was it was cool. Yeah, it was because it was a. It, I mean, you don't think that a song directed written for a movie is going to get any like musical acclaim, but like you can. I mean, honestly, Hannah loved the soundtrack. She's like, she thought she liked a lot of the songs from yeah. it, and she was like, I mean. So it, just, it makes sense that it got, and obviously Lady Gaga had a big hand in making those songs. And yeah, their entire. I mean, team. it was. I uh, I don't have much qualms with this movie at all, no. and I think up there with Roma, probably a good good shot. Good bet. All right, last one. Last one. Gosh, Let's do I'm it. Getting tired. Yeah, me too. I'm an old man. Yep, same here. Vice, Dick Cheney. Maybe a true story. <laughs> Maybe partially true. Partially true. Yeah, this one's hard because it is so rooted in politics um yeah and the, the whole story of who dick cheney was and, and honestly that's one of the reasons why it surprised me a little bit to be nominated yeah um actor christian bale sure christian Give, bale ain't even sam rockwell i mean it's just so fun seeing sam rockwell as george w bush i was yeah. just like this is crazy i also didn't realize how much of like a 
a goofball George W. Bush was. Well, no, I knew that. I didn't realize how much um, Rumsfeld was like so like because I mean you always see like Donald Rumsfeld and he's like you know serious kind of like I didn't realize how much of like a jokester and like you know yeah you know, guys guy type deal yeah though like they he was like I don't know it's just like it just seemed weird very much like, like boys club kind of yeah guy, yeah, just yeah hanging yeah. out with his, his buddies yeah so it. I mean, so directed by Adam McKay, uh-huh. who previously had done The Big Short, uh-huh. and then again, Anchorman one and two, the other guys, mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of other films like that with like you know Talladega Nights. You know, he did a bunch of comedies. Yeah, and so to jump into something like this again, which I would say this again is, in a sense, sort of a dark, dark comedy. There's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some like funny moments, but the way the whole film was set up, I do feel like was was trying to still portray this idea of like this guy really screwed a lot of things up oh yeah by assuming power and he was ruthless yeah and the fact that i mean like when you're looking at even like the conversations that they were having were they're like it's interesting that you know on 9-11 why was cheney's lawyer in the room with him when he was making the decision like yeah and like the way that they did play around with like okay it's very clear what the president can and cannot do but what about the vice president? Right. Not very clear there. So we're going to take a lot of liberties and who's um, calling the shots and like, yeah, the whole, the whole stuff with uh, torture and mm-hmm. the different methods that mm-hmm. he kind of enacted, removing the, um, the ability to, oh gosh, what was one of the laws that like was a big deal that he like removed? Um, Betty Lawson was in there. So oh gosh. Like Anyways, um, this this movie did give me some insight into yeah definitely. how politics kinds of kind of works. <laughs> I yeah, still, and I, I mean, still think there's a lot of things that people don't even know what's going on half the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to go to West yeah. Wing, the West Wing is a great. I've heard look good at things. that fantastic show. You definitely should watch it. Um, it the problem with this movie is that a they admit in the beginning of the movie. And this is true as far as we know. So it's kind of like that, like... There's a little bit of leeway we, we took. We know some of this stuff. And obviously some of these conversations, we don't know if they happened or not. So we're just going to... I wonder how they did that. Because it is it is a biopic, but it's not... Yeah. You know, and then I think at the very end, they had... They had did you watch the mid-credits scene uh-huh. with, with the study group? You know, mm-hmm. them asking what they thought it was, like, politically biased or, like, or like you know, if there uh-huh. was any, like, political meaning meaning to it and yeah. that, that kind of that that again pulled me away from the movie a little bit yeah where i was like okay now i will say some of the stuff too though like with you're talking about the focus group side yeah. of stuff like when you're talking about the focus group and how they okay well it's not it's not uh it's not what was like it's not climate change it's um i know uh, you're talking about yeah like where they like how they slowly change the words where it's like well this sounds really bad and yeah we can't have this so let's change it let's soften it up a little like how they did that and yeah. like that that you know that he did direct that stuff and you're going okay this is yeah. weird okay but then again this is kind of like the black Klansman where it starts showing here's these lasting effects that we're dealing with today and it's showing you know the kids in cages and mm-hmm. you know again charlottesville and i mean you're seeing all this stuff where you're like Hmm. Oh man, we politics. Okay, well, this actually has a lot more impact on stuff today that we had no idea. Because again, the biggest thing in the W. Bush era was the expansion of the executive powers. Mm-hmm. 
which that's i think what i was talking about earlier yeah where, like it was like allowed enabled him to be able to do more. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the, um yeah i mean it's and it's i mean we're still dealing with that today where we're talking about you know we're declaring national emergencies for uh, just because we want to just, make this thing happen um, which don't get me started uh, i think i think what's interesting is the the dynamic between between Cheney's family though, mm-hmm. um, and how you showed he showed that how much he cared about like his kids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but at the same time also was like still so driven by power, mm-hmm. like uh, with to his, the point where Liz starts yeah. running for it and basically disowns her own sister. Her own and sister, can, yeah. Now that that is interesting though because you know Cheney himself, it's like the one thing he never like compromised on. He's like. Not for not for us to decide. That's for the states. But you know, if, if yeah. it's me deciding, I'd say let him let him have at it. Like, yeah, marry who you want to marry. Go for it. Don't care. Like yeah. he very much like, and it's such like a weird dichotomy with who Dick Cheney is. It's yeah, like, like you're on, this, on one hand you're like this, but on the other hand you're like super accepting of. Yeah, he's like very caring of his of his family, and like yeah. you know wants to make sure that his children are taken care of. Like, it, it's just it's so. And I mean, I think that's 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 one part that I, I think that's what I liked most mm-hmm. about this movie is that it was at least it gave you a little bit of insight into like maybe what different yeah. aspects of his life would look like and what those meetings would be yeah. like. But again, it's it's one of those ones where like if you're not if you're not super into politics or like you you don't it's they did a good job of trying to make it interesting, but even still, it's one of those things where like it's it's a little. It was mm-hmm. a little slow. I mean, it's a little it, slow, and it's all dialogue. I mean, and, you're just like okay, and a little yep. too, okay. a little too politicky. Yeah. Um, to the point where if this did win, I don't think it's going to. Yeah. If it did win, I can imagine uh, the president would be tweeting about oh, the yeah. liberal leaning media yeah. and so biased. To, I can imagine that would probably happen. Yeah, I don't think that's a reason why they won't nominate it. I think there are better movies in this group than yeah. Vice, because again, you're talking what's the rotten safety six? Yeah, so it's this nothing. This it's one. nothing to write home about as far as that. But higher than Bohemian Rhapsody, but yeah, I think I think this one really just got some some attention outside of it because I think yeah, in normal in a normal setting, if if a movie mm-hmm. was this uh, imbued with politics, it probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. been considered. But because Christian Bale. I think I think because of the success of the Big Short, yeah, and that you're pulling a lot of those same actors into the same movie mm-hmm. and adding, you know, Sam Rockwell, and you just having these really good performances uh-huh. and just portrayals of these characters. Uh-huh. That's that's kind of what gave I, it the extra yes. edge. Yeah, um, but you're saying he didn't use he used a he I believe it, used a fat suit. Somebody in the comments, you know, tomorrow check me on this one. Okay, I'm pretty sure that he did the fat suit because he said that like after. You know, stuff with, um, what was the one where he went really skinny? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, machinist. Every movie, every machinist. Movie yeah. <laughs> the machinist, he went like where it was like ribcage. Like, I think yeah. th- I think his doctors basically said, like, you got to stop doing this or you literally are going to kill yourself. Yeah, please stop. And I think at that point, like, so he did fat suit. Now he's still his method acting and all that other yeah, insane stuff. Becoming but, the character by himself. Which, which that sounds and, crazy. And I will say, poor choice. Yeah. To use. <laughs> that like speak to the camera yeah it was very um uh uh frank underwood Mm -hmm. and i i just i kind of broke the wall a little bit which i'm fine with it breaking the wall 
Like, I don't have an issue with the breaking wall. I have an issue with it, like, being, like, the very much, like, oh, I suppose you were, you know, like, that getting into that Frank Underwood type, yeah. type feel. Like, like I'm going to talk directly to the camera, and I'm going to make you, like, feel like it felt too much like that. And I was like, coming off all the stuff we're dealing with Kevin Spacey right now, is that really the best choice to do to kind of wrap this up? Let's not do that. I yeah. was like, even if you just gave somebody else giving the diatribe about Dick Cheney, just not like Dick Cheney himself. Yeah. Could have been better. It just, it, that, that felt like it was, it was just, too, it was too reminiscent of, of house of cards. And I just, I, yeah, I just had like a cringe moment there. Where I was no, like, no, no, no. And it, it, even, yeah. even more so to like when Kevin Spacey released his own video on YouTube. Did you watch that? No, I haven't. He, he released this own, like his own defense of, what he had done basically but as like frank underwood but not oh that's weird Ooh, it just felt not, yeah. not good felt, yeah. felt felt gross yes i okay. i felt gross that's so uh vice vice plenty plenty yeah. plenty of good things in there but not a lot to yeah. really talk about all right all right so Wrap if up. you had to pick one out of this list what do you think is gonna win after after us kind of processing talking through, I I, I think Roma. I, I think I think so too. I, I think you. I mean, I think you especially hit it on the nail on the head. I, I think a couple things going. You know, with Alfonso Cuarón is I mean powerful director that he has. You're also getting the power of women in there, and a very much that whole you know Me Too movement stuff like that. I think that's going to play with the voters as well. Um, I underrepresented also, area too. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. I, and I, I think you're also going to play, if they want that kind of, we're not going to go as far as giving Vice the best picture because we're going to, that's going to be seen as too liberal yeah. leaning and stuff like that. Let's show then the plight of these really strong and powerful Mexican yeah. women because, you know, all the president wants to talk about is, you know, when Mexico sends the their. They're people. They're not sending their best. They're sending their like, yeah. It's kind of that like, it's like no, let's dude. Sh- no, let's show you what the strength of of these women are, and not and, only show like not only from that standpoint, but just from a technical standpoint. Yeah. And, and, oh, it's, and what we're looking at from cinematography mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sound design and just and acting, and you're not pulling these like mm-hmm. we don't need you know a Christian Bale or a yeah Emma Stone or nothing you know, f- nothing felt. Nothing felt poorly acted, which is no. the best thing I can say about this. Because like even some of the other films, like you know, even some of the scenes in like Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff like that, I'm like, ah, that was a little cheesy. That 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 interaction didn't seem totally natural. But like all of these seemed very natural. Yeah. Like it, it, it felt kind of like we were just like a fly on the wall of what's going on in this in this household and and this person's life. You're and, just watching it, yeah. And you're watching, and it's not like you're watching like there's a ton that's going on with Sophia, yeah. You're not following her. You're following Cleo. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, do you think that the subtitles helped this story, though? Like, us getting all the dialogue, whereas, like, in other films, you know, for if you're watching without without subtitles... There's stuff in the background that you're not picking you're up You're not on. really hearing what that person said. Yeah, and you're but, not, but even it, still, this movie could. wasn't that heavy. This wasn't that heavy on script. It wasn't that heavy no. on text, either. Because, again, you had so many moments that were just, like... And even if it was script and dialogue stuff, it was like, Mom, Paco's daughter, you know, like, yeah. you know, it was like the, you know, the Tonio and not Paco, uh, Tonio and, and, uh, Pe- 
Yeah, you, you, you're there. You're there. You're there, basically. Pepe. There. Pepe. That sounds right. Pepe. Yeah, I only have yeah, Antonio and Pepe yeah. and um, all the kitties. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's more like you get all the background dialogue that's going on, but when you're following, like she doesn't talk it's that pretty much. Pretty quiet. Yeah. She's 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 a quiet woman yeah. and so it really just you're yeah. seeing her actions and what she has to go through and you're like oh wow yeah i mean a powerful th- story just through in and of itself like watching all of it like it's not a movie that i would want to sit and watch every single day no i'd probably um, won't watch it again honestly because it's pretty heavy. maybe yeah maybe once down the road yeah. way down <laughs> the road when i get you know on a kick some summer and be like i'm gonna Gosh. go back and watch all the academy award winners of the last 20 years not anytime soon um but i just watched i, I got good feelings about it like yeah, it's so, picking up a lot of the awards already. I know that um, Bohemian won for actor, maybe no for picture. Oh, interesting for something. I don't remember if it was the. I think it was one of those where it had like the two comedies, like musical or comedy, and then drama. Like it won something like where everything's kind of split niche up. Category, like yeah. But just knowing the way that recently it reminds me a lot of like how the artist kind of was like it was so technically well done and well acted with not a lot of like big name outside of john goodman yeah you didn't have a lot of big name actors in it and yet it it won yeah it reminds me a lot like that so that's my pick there you heard it guys roma roma our pick for the academy awards the 91st Mm. gosh i am tired man i'll tell you what yeah let's go to bed unfortunately y'all that is the end of our podcast remember bitcast is a weekly podcast that covers most things video games and pop culture zach thanks so much for being on the show sir always appreciate it it's been great be sure to go to bitbloggers.com to see our recent postings will be up tomorrow so tuesday follow us on instagram or on facebook to see all of our fun pictures or news articles or anything else we're talking about during the week um send any emails or topic suggestions to bitcast at bitbloggers.com until next time this has been bitcast thanks for tuning in talk about some stuff.